we're looking at the third part of this vow thing. And can a vow, a vow be disannulled? Yes, it can. And there's certain conditions here that we have to look at. In Numbers chapter 30, verses 5 and 8, tells us how a vow can be disannulled. A father, the scripture says, can cancel or disannul a vow of a daughter. A husband can disannul a vow of his wife. And there's some certain guidelines here that is so important. If a daughter living at home, and see in Bible days, a girl either lived at home or she lived under her husband. Because God puts the husband and the father as the spiritual covering spiritual protector of the family that is one of the main things that a man in leadership of his family has he is to provide protection for a family now let's listen very carefully if a daughter living at home made a vow binding herself to God the day the father hears it, it was a secret vow. Now let's say if he hears her saying it, the day he hears it, he'll be able to disannul it. Or if it was a secret vow that she made a long time ago, but he didn't hear it, the day she tells him is the day he has to deal with it. So when he hears of the daughter's vow, then he can, as her leader and protector, because she didn't check with her father, should she make that, he can disannul that vow. And that is what he's saying in uh, Numbers. Okay. So if the daughter makes this vow, and then later on realizes it was a foolish vow, absolutely impossible for her to keep, she tells her father, and the day he hears of it, he can cancel it because he is her authority, spiritual authority, because he's her dad. The same goes for a wife. If a wife makes a vow and her husband did not hear it, and she realizes that this vow is going to be impossible to keep because the vow had no period in it. You know, I promise to do this for a week. But the vow was the rest of my life, was the actual thought of it. Then she can ask her husband to cancel that vow when she tells him the day he hears it. He can cancel it because he is her authority. And I'd like to share uh, oh, two illustrations. The first one was a friend of mine who was pastoring a church in Tacoma, Washington, where I was pastoring a church, and he told me that this wife made a, a vow, what was really a foolish vow, and it was private, that she would read her Bible on one hour 
every day. And she had a number of children. She has a stay-at-home mother, and she had these children she was raising. She had, you know, household chores, all those things. And she was finding it almost impossible to keep this vow. But she was doing it. She would stay up late at night and read her Bible for an hour because she promised that. And so she went to her husband and told him of that vow. And her husband was a non-believer, but he was still her authority, whether he's a believer or a non-believer. She was a believer, but he was not. And she told him that Scripture says that when she tells him, if he disannuls the, that vow that day she tells him, she's no longer under that vow because she didn't check with her husband is it okay to make that vow? Well, her husband asked her, and this was like in the end of summer, and he said, when did you make that vow? And she said, well, I think it was last April or the end of March. So it was many months before. And she said, I vowed to God that I would read the Bible one hour every day. And she said, I, it's just wearing me out to read my Bible, I'm not getting much out of it because I'm reading it and being sure I spend at least one hour reading scripture. And the husband said to her, I will not disannul that vow. And she said, why? He said, you started changing in a very positive way for the last several months and I didn't know why, but I really like what was happening to you in our marriage. And she said, oh, I, I, I'm not saying I'm not going to read my Bible, but I want to read my Bible every day, but to read it an hour a day is really um, a way, way wrong. It was a really foolish vow. And so the husband disannulled that vow for her, but she kept on reading her Bible and if she had time to read it an hour, she'd read it an hour. If she could only read it five or ten minutes, she would read it five or ten minutes. But her husband was so amazed that she was honoring, even as an unbeliever, she, she as a believer is honoring her unbeliever husband's position in the family, that he was the head. As you're raising your children, you need they need to be taught the importance of vows or promises made to God. And a promise made to God or even made to, to other people need to be kept. Children really need to know the seriousness of giving their word. Because remember, a person is no greater than their word. Today, people give their words, they sign papers, they do all of that, and yet they don't keep their word. Um, we just uh, went through a whole season of uh, candidates running for offices, and they all made all kinds of promises to, you know, recorded through television and through people hearing them on the radio and all the stuff. 
And yet how many of these men who made these promises to be reelected, a lot of them are foolish promises that they cannot fulfill. Be careful. You know, we can't sit in judgment on these guys, but we know that God is not pleased. And so we need to teach our children to say, I would like to do this. You know, I, I would like to go. I would like, but people say, I'll be there at a certain time. They don't show up. They may not even show up at all, or they show up late and so on. So we need a nation that will get back to teaching their children the seriousness of giving their word and parents who give their word will keep it. We were very careful about that in raising our children. Uh, being a pastor, often things happen totally out of your control that you're not able to do with the children what you said you were going to do. Uh, because we had uh, very low salaries, uh, we tried to find things to do with our children that didn't cost, but it would be a lot of fun. And one of the things was going to the zoo. The zoo was always free in those days. And uh, it, we could go and, and uh, my wife would make sandwiches and so on because we didn't have money to buy food at, at these places. But, you know, we'd picnic and go to the zoo and see the animals and talk about them and all that kind of stuff. But we didn't say, we are going to the zoo on Saturday. But we would say, you know, we're planning to try to go to the zoo on, on Saturday. But things may come up that we, that dad is going to have to uh, do because someone in the church uh, is sick or going through a crisis or they died or things like that that happened. And we may not be able to go. Now the kids would still be disappointed, but it wasn't like come Saturday, oh, we're not going. Uh, Dad's got to do this and that. And many kids have been deeply, deeply wounded because the parents made promises to them and did not fulfill them. If you find that you're one of those and you know that you've promised the kids certain things and then you never did it, you need to go back and ask their forgiveness for getting their hopes up because the Bible says hope deferred makes the heart sick. And there's a lot of heart sick children that if the parents say something, they don't hardly believe it because they say so much and never fulfill what they said they would do. Don't be that kind of a parent. Don't wound your children with promises to them from your mouth that you may not be able to keep. The Lord bless you as you seek to raise a godly seed and that they may know the importance of keeping their word. The Lord bless you. We need all the help we can in these days in trying to raise children that will honor the Lord.